Welcome to the Becoming a Streamer podcast by Pipeline, where we interview your favorite streamers and learn about their journey to where they are today. I'm your host and co-founder of Pipeline, Snoopy. Today, I'm joined by Trades by Matt. He started with a career in finance and was dabbling with content creation here and there as a way to improve his own skills. But it wasn't until March this year that he decided to take the leap to going full-time. He's had great growth since then and is now streaming every day on YouTube to over 500 viewers. If you're looking to find your niche, Matt is a great example of how he turned what he was passionate about into what he could build a community around. As always, if you love the episode, please make sure that you share it with a friend. Without further ado, let's dive in. Matt, welcome to the show. I am so stoked to dive into your story. I think it's super interesting, different than any of the guests that we've had on. So I really appreciate you taking the time today. Absolutely. Super excited to be here. Thanks, man. Before we jump in, one of the things that we love to do is get an idea of where you're at as a streamer. So what platform are you on? Kind of what's your follower count? How long have you been doing this for? What's your content about? Yeah. So I stream on YouTube um, every morning. I stream about day trading, so kind of a niche um, stream, honestly. Uh, what is day trading, just so people can get an idea of? Yeah, so day trading is basically buying and selling, like stocks would be very common. I do futures, so even more niche than like the stock market. Um, so without getting too technical, it's just like day trading futures. Um, and I stream it every morning. I have about... I think like a little over 11,000 followers on YouTube. Um, the YouTube channel has been around since 2017, but I started streaming uh, May 1st. So pretty fresh. So you're streaming every single day. This is your, is this your primary job? Yeah, yeah. this is my primary job. Um, and it's actually, so YouTube streaming plus day trading, the combo uh, makes up my job. So while I'm day trading, my goal is to be making money. Um, that's kind of the whole goal of day trading. I was going to say, it'd be ironic if day trading was right. losing money. That was- Yeah, right. <laughs> so the goal of, of me personally is to make money while I'm day trading. And then I'm showing that and kind of hoping to either like build a community from it, teach people, pass, pay it forward, that, that idea with the stream uh, on YouTube as well. So it's my full-time gig. I do it every morning starting at 8.30 Central. So like when the market opens, uh, Monday through Friday. God, it's just, it's so cool to hear the different use cases and different um, paths that life has grown into. There's just, there's so many different verticals now. If yep. we wind the clock a lot further back um, to young Matt, yeah, I want to get a sense of like how you grew up and how you even got into this. Like, where did you grow up? So I currently live in Texas, still live in Texas. Um I've always been like my dad, when I told him I was going full-time YouTube, uh, he had like a kind of laughed and was like, you always told me when you're growing up, like whenever I would ask you something, you would always say, just go look at YouTube, go learn from YouTube. So I've always had this like back of my mind kind of drawn towards YouTube, um, for like knowledge transfer from people to people, super easy way to do it. Um, and so that's kind of why I started it. Uh, as well as just like, I learned a lot from YouTube personally about day trading. Um, and so I kind of wanted to try and pay it forward. Uh, and then it turned into something much more than that. Um, but you were never doing any content like that. Like I'm talking in your teens, like what oh, was the no. path? What were yeah. you meant to be? 
Yeah. So in my teens, I mean, I still, my wife edits any video that's edited. My wife has done it. I'm basically just like click record, unclick record. I am not tech savvy on the whole like recording side. It's like my content is very rough around the edges, trying to get better at it. Um, I had like a GoPro going up, but never meant to do this. Um, I was business track from day one, baby. Baby Matt wanted to be a business guy. Did you go to school uh, for business? I did supply chain management, um, and I worked from college uh, up until August, mid August. So I'm about a month full time. Um, was juggling both for as long as I could, and then it just finally got to the point where it didn't make sense to juggle both anymore and just take the leap. So what were you doing before you took that leap? What What was your job? I was a business analyst slash project manager um, on the IT side, so business applications and implementations. So I kind of went business business analyst to consultant, um, working heavy in data, and then rotating into like the more project manager side. So fresh out of school, you went straight into that that business analyst path. Yep. And what you're like 22 at this point? No, I was about 22 there. Yeah, and then went into consulting when I was about 23. 24, um, 23 probably, and then rotated into uh, my last role, which was that business analyst uh, project manager role um, when I was 24 and then I'm 25 right now. So so what point did you realize when you're kind of in that consulting game 24? Did you realize that you always wanted to do start creating YouTube content or was it like, why did you not stick with that track and being a business analyst into the consultant side? So for me, I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. Um, so while I did want to do like business stuff, I wanted to do my own business. I wanted to work for myself, paint my own hours, et cetera. Um, so I've always been one for like trying to grind side hustles just forever. Um, and then while I was a business analyst, I started like first making YouTube videos and stuff. I just viewed it as kind of like, you know, this is my new entrepreneur journey. That's very low effort. I don't have to pay for anything. It's low cost. Um, and just like, I can just jump into it. I can do it whenever I want. And there's the zero pressure. No one in my real life knows about it. Um, which is like alternate life, alternate, literally alternate yeah, life. Yeah. 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 So it's kind of funny. Uh, I mean, like no one knew about any of it for three years, you know, until finally I was like, I just need to take this seriously and like suck it up and like get everybody on board. And that's when everything kind of started changing because I knew that like I had people that I knew watching me. And so it kind of raised my standards up to the next level of like, I need to be professional and like make this good and entertaining since like people I know, it's not just like fake numbers anymore. It's like people I know behind their screens, you know? Oh, interesting. So there's, there's one question I want to ask before we get into that. The first question was, was your dad an entrepreneur? Was anyone in your family entrepreneurial? Like why did you... Why were you so convinced that you had to be an entrepreneur? Um, really, like I just always read books about like freedom and like wanting to travel and things like that. And so, like, there's that like little hook. Uh, my dad was in finance and then actually became a pastor. Um, so he kind of, in, I mean, that's entrepreneurship. Um, it's a little different, but he did like step away and start his own thing and made his life around it. So I've always been one to like. I grew up with that and that mindset. And my parents always telling me like, you can create whatever you want to create. Just got to take the step to do it. Um, but other than that, like never really 
never went to school for it, never did anything, just had a weird urge to do it. What was your funnest little side hustle as you're growing up before streaming? Obviously, what was your funnest little like side gig you had going? Ooh, the one I remember the most. So seventh grade, I don't know, like if where you are, like you get like door flyers put on your door, um, like little pieces of paper with like ads or like yeah, yeah. company or whatever. Um, in seventh grade, seventh, eighth, ninth grade, I actually like passed out those for roofing companies. Um, anytime there's a big storm and the reason that it sticks out in my head is because that was like the very first time I was actually like working for my money. So like before I was mowing lawns and all that, just like my godparents owned a roofing company. And so I just like asked if I could get a job and they gave me, they gave me a little piece of paper to walk around. So I'd go walk six, seven miles on going door to door, putting a little piece of paper on everybody's door. <laughs> that is what is wage were you at that point? Uh, 12. Well, I always say I never really understand the grade system in the U.S. Oh, yeah, yeah. Coming Probably from both. Europe, I, yeah. Um, so the, one of the things that I, I wanted to come back to was when you said you were doing it for like a few years, but it was this thing that you kind of kept to yourself. And then you made this conscious choice of, I need to take this seriously. And you started telling people around you. And that almost like pressure kind of made you start leveling up. Is that right? Yeah, honestly, I think that's a great way to put it. Um, like whenever I just was putting out videos myself, like never told anybody and then started streaming a little bit. Uh, and this is going back to like February, March, so April, May range. Um, and my wife was like, you just need to like, you need to like own what you're doing. She's like, it's super cool. It's just people around you don't even know, even though they might want to know what you're doing. Um, and there's no way they're going to know about it unless you tell them, you know. And so she kind of helped push me uh, in the right direction. And then I finally like sucked it up, did it, told some people, and then it like changed everything. And I think pressure is the right word. Um, pressure can be good and bad, obviously. And I think it was both actually um, of what I was feeling. Uh, bad pressure from the standpoint of like making it less natural, like definitely growing pains. I mean, I'm very fresh at this. So like understanding like forced content is just not great for the most part. Um, so like learning how to still be natural and like not obsess about numbers and doing all of that while still being like, okay, there is someone on the other side of the screen. If I was to dissect those numbers, like not everybody would fit in the room behind me. Like that's a crazy thought. And so I do need to take this seriously. There's a lot of people that are watching and like, wanting to learn something, et cetera. And like, I need to meet those standards while not acting in a way. So you were doing it for three years. Were you getting any viewership? Because a lot of our listeners can, you know, they've been doing it for months or years and some of them may have viewers, some of them may not. And for three years you were doing it. What was your viewership like? Well, yeah. So three years was me making videos, not streaming, just to clarify. Um, yep. So making videos, I had probably, okay, so here's a, here's a very real number. So May 1st, I had about 5,500 subs on YouTube. Um, so it had taken three years to get that. And a majority of those 5,500 came the first year of me doing YouTube. And then it like flatlined for like a year and a half. And then May 1st, starting to stream, everything has basically doubled since then. So the past four months or whatever. Um, 
So from a viewer standpoint, I mean, every video is getting a couple hundred views. If that, I don't really know. I don't, I haven't really looked honestly. So why but did like, you keep it up? I mean, why, like, why did you not just give up and like, after yeah. year two? Uh, so with day trading, like part of it, um, from like the actual act itself is kind of like a self-reflection of like, like, uh, if you think like if then statements, like I did this, it produced this, I did this, it produced that. Um, and making YouTube videos and like kind of recapping what I was doing was helping me like kind of look at it from a data perspective and talk through what I was doing. So it was actually the whole idea was to just make it myself better in a way. So um, it really wasn't about becoming a creator or a streamer. It was no, more about, no, not at I'm all. I'm using this yeah. for my own selfish reasons to make me better. Yes. A hundred percent. Um, and then it's obviously morphed, but yeah. Um, yeah, that's why I, that's why I kept doing it. Uh, and like, there was definitely pe- like there was times where I was not consistent, and I still struggle on being super consistent of producing videos outside of the stream. But um, there was times where I would take like months off, you know. And um, that's definitely when I flatlined. But now, like doing it every day, it's, it's a whole whole other ball game. How long have you been with your wife? We met in college. Uh, we've been married a little over two years. So you've been together for a long time. Um, how, why did she always support you? Why did she support you? Super. Yeah. She, she, she supports me a lot, actually. Um, it's one of her like incredible gifts. Um, I would find it hard to support like my husband or wife or whatever, like leaving their corporate gig to pursue streaming and day trading and all of that. And she's been all for it. Um, I think she's, I mean, she's got a special gift to support like that. Uh, I think to her, she knows it's my passion also. Um, and because it's my passion, she tries to like embody that as well. Um, I mean, streaming and trading like consume my life in a way. Um, it's just a lot of time, right? So if she wasn't on board, it would be like, we would have very different ideas of like how life was going, you know? Yeah, I think I think that's you're incredibly lucky. Um, oh my gosh, yeah. With hundreds of hundreds of streamers and or creators, and you know, having a support system is incredibly important. And the fact that your your wife's been with you since the beginning and seen the different ups and downs of it as well, um, and your yeah. relationship with it over time, and the fact that she's still supporting you so much today. And you told me she's even editing your videos. Yeah, yeah. Every now and then, I if I like want to make something that I think is like quote cool. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm like, Hey, can you help me out here? Like, I don't want to just use the, I don't want to use OBS to film this one. I want to try and use the Canon or whatever. And she'll come in, try and help me figure it out and then record it for me and then edit it for me. <laughs> that is super. So what does she do by trade? She got her own. Yeah. She's a recruiter at Google. Um, so she's doing her own thing. I think she's, she's wanted to become a teacher. So we'll see if that, that plays out. But right now she's rocking the corporate gig as well. Um, so, so she's allowing you to chase your passion. You took a leap a couple of months back. What was the cutoff point for you to, to feel comfortable taking that leap? Was it making a certain amount of money? Was it like, I need to, I need to commit? Like, what was the, was it having a conversation with your wife? So for me, it was actually time. Um, for me, like the money is, neither necessarily here nor there. Like as long as we're making enough, so be it. Um, but 
it was the it was me working 60 70 hours a week on my job and then trying to balance this that was just like i did it for five six months and then was just drained and it got to a point where like i was getting thrown on so many different projects at work that like the stream was coming in like was getting kind of backburnered uh, mm-hmm. it was my trading and after like lots of conversations with me and my wife like i realized like i don't really want that side i want the trading and the streaming and it's actually where the money is anyways like the corporate job is a safety net it has all the benefits etc but like for me trading and streaming is where the money is so it was kind of a no-brainer once i like really stepped back and, re- and realized like okay my wife supports me the time is not there to do both anymore i'm just like i'm so drained and like, I just need to take the leap. Um, and I was also like reading a bunch of books and watching documentaries of famous people and stuff and just being like, none of these guys would have been where they were if they didn't take the jump uh, and kind of like just took the stuff off, step off the cliff and and see if they can pull the parachute or not. And, you know, um, that must have been pretty scary. Yeah, super. <laughs> but it was also like one of the happiest months of my life, honestly. Um just thinking like, okay, like I just put in my two weeks and I might never, hopefully knock on wood, never have to go to a job again. Like, it's just a crazy thought. Um, like everything I do from here on is kind of driven by myself, which is cool. It's a special mm-hmm. spot to be in. Yeah. Why did you choose YouTube? Why did you start streaming there? So I actually, so I chose YouTube because of the video functionality first. I didn't even know what streaming was when I started my YouTube channel. Um, I didn't really even truly know what streaming was until last summer. Uh, I never, never really watched any like gaming or anything like that. Now I love like watching Dr. Disrespect, Stone, all those guys, you know. But uh, I just joined YouTube because it made the most sense. It's what I grew up, grew up with. Um, back in May, I was actually streaming to both Twitch and YouTube. And it got to the point where I couldn't keep up with comments on both and focus on like focus on comments and focus on my stream and performing was just too much trying to do both. Um, and then I saw something like that was like, if you're partnered with Twitch, you can't stream on other things, et cetera, gray areas. And so I just was like, okay, I'm just going to leave Twitch, go full-time YouTube, build my audience there. That's the one I have the most, um, traction with anyways, and go from there. So it was kind of like a, this is where I belong in a way. So streaming is not, the number one priority for YouTube, right? Like it's VOD is definitely the bread and butter that we've achieved massive success on that side and streaming is relatively new. Um, how have you found it in terms of discovery and growth? I think you, you were saying when you became more consistent, things have doubled. Yeah. So things have doubled since I became consistent. I actually was thinking about this earlier and I think part of it too is the audience that I'm reaching is I don't want to say an older audience. Um, I mean, my median range is 25 to 44. However, those older individuals aren't necessarily going to know like what Twitch is, you know? Um, like if someone's in their forties, they might not have a good idea of like some gaming centric area for streaming. Um, and those people are more likely to go to Facebook, which I didn't even know if about Facebook gaming for a while. I still don't know if I can get in there or not, but whatever. Um, but like, all of those people kind of go towards YouTube first. Uh, I don't want to say it's like the boomer zone because it's not by any means, but (laughs) 
they like a quick Google is going to pull up YouTube before it pulls up some other site, you know, with some like a history. Um, and so I think that plus my streaming and the fact that there's literally no one else really doing what I'm doing. Uh, there's a handful, four or five guys streaming futures, um, just kind of made a snowball effect, um, for the growth so far. And we'll see how, how it continues throughout the year. Um, was there a big break that you had or was it just kind of consistent growth month on month? Consistent growth month over month. Um, no big breaks. I've not had any videos go viral or anything like that. It's just being consistent um, and having that niche area to where like, again, there's not really anybody doing it. So if someone types in like live day trading futures on YouTube, like odds are they could probably find my channel um, if they're wanting to see something like that. Um, but no videos have gone viral, nothing like that. It's just every day going in at the exact same time, people know exactly when to find me. They know exactly how to find me. And that has changed everything in my opinion. And there was a week where I missed, um, and this was actually kind of the last straw that me and my wife had was I was so busy. I could not stream for an entire week, which doesn't seem like that long, but in streaming world, it's kind of a long time because all of my viewers got cut by like in half, something crazy or maybe almost half. And so I come back the next week and I was like, Whoa, where is everybody? It's because I wasn't consistent they came and I wasn't there or whatever. And so they forgot about me, et cetera. And so it took a while to build that back up, like almost three weeks to get back. What the I algorithm, got. right? The algorithm yeah. has been trained to know you're here at this time. Like, but as yeah. soon as you step away, the algorithm starts untraining itself. Yeah. And so that was when me and my wife were like, okay, like this is just, this is not what I want. Let's like jump full time into it and go from there. So that was definitely a factor, but. Your first payment you got from online content. Um, your YouTube channel and, and streaming, what did you spend it on? Oh gosh. So it would have been like zero dollars. Uh, man, I have not. So I guess the easier way for me to say this, cause I honestly, I have no idea. I think I got partnered up with YouTube like three years ago. I probably spent it on like, honestly, taking my wife out to dinner or something. Uh, I didn't really understand that value of reinvesting at the time because I was recording everything on my MacBook Air and like just didn't know, didn't care. Um, since May, I've actually just been like snowballing all of my YouTube money into nicer stuff. So I built a new gaming PC that was going, well, first off, I was streaming through a cloud service uh, on my laptop, made enough money to get like a cheap secondhand PC because uh, I didn't want to put any of my own money into it at the time. So got that and then upgraded to like a, what I think is a super BA gaming PC. And then that's, that's, added I, like, lo I love that philosophy of, I didn't want to put any of my own money. So was it like you need, you needed to earn it? Like, mm -hmm. yeah, it was like, uh, if I want to take this to the next level, I need to be putting in the work that says like, you deserve to have something a little nicer. I don't know if that's the right mindset to have, but for me, it was like, a, I need to earn what I'm putting in. Um, and also it was kind of a thought of like, if I'm not making the money, I don't really want to waste money on things that some people might not care about. Um, so. Yeah. How has your strategy changed over the years? Oof. Right now it's way different than it was. That's for sure. Um, right now, basically just like, just can like being as 
consistent as possible. That is my number one strategy is to be consistent. Uh, my number two strategy, which I'm working on every day is just being, uh, more like personality based. Um, I can very easily when I'm on stream, like get in the zone, ignore comments, ignore everything. Uh, but like, because I'm in the zone, I'm trying to like earn my money and stuff like that, answer questions, et cetera. Um, so being like entertaining at the same time is like, was not strategy at the beginning, which is now and two or three, I guess, just being like professional. And that's where like all the equipment that we're talking about comes in and things like that, where it's like, there is a point where it does make sense to kind of take the leap into buying some nicer stuff, buying some key lights and a mic and a computer, et cetera, you know, because like at some point it like, this is now my job. When did it go from being your hobby to your job? So when you quit your previous job or did it become a job before that? It became a job before that. Um, again, like I'm only in from since May, uh, but like it became my job May 1st when I started. Um, it took 100% of my priority in my mind uh, from day one of me starting the stream, right? So YouTube, it's weird. I actually kind of like view my YouTube channel and my stream as different things, even though they're the same thing. Um, so like making videos is still deprioritized in my head. I need to get it better. But like the stream is top priority every single day. Got to be consistent. It's my full-time job, you know, which by the way, the trading day is really only like a few hours for me. So a lot of these guys that you see streaming are like grinding hours. I stream two to two and a half hours every day. That's it. That's a really good yeah. um, slot because you can bring energy to that. Whereas yeah. I would really be interested in understanding, is there any like secret sauce you're sharing? Like if you're day trading in real time, are you giving away insights that you don't feel comfortable giving or is the, you know, you're relative to the size of the market, you're a smaller player. So it really doesn't matter. Like, yeah. So the, uh, I get this actually a ton. Uh, my parents, everybody has asked me this. Um, so first off, I, my trades are like super fast. Um, typically anywhere from like one to five minutes is ideal for me to be in and out of the market. My stream is delayed by about nine seconds for the most part. Um, so it's not going to be instantaneous. Uh, and at the end of the day, like just because I'm sharing something the way I see it, my brain at the end of the day is going to work differently than yours will. Right. So we could be seeing the exact same stuff. Everything I'm doing is chart based, right? So I'm seeing charts. If you were seeing charts, et cetera, we would still interpret those differently. Um, and I'm small enough and you're probably small enough to where it's not going to make that big of a difference. And the opportunities will still be there the next day, right. Or the next five minutes even, um, to be able to make money. So. Can you tell me about any like systems you've built, especially over the last four months as you're refining, you know, it's a job now and the way you grow is kind of building systems, um, around your days and your weeks and your kind of content creation process. What systems have you put in place? So scheduling is hard, um, especially after like grinding for like trying to juggle both that and the full-time job for so long. Um, when I quit, I was like, oh, party. Like I don't have to do 70 hours of work every week or whatever. But basically- I could imagine your wife's work, your, like your work ethic went from working like a hundred hour weeks to 40 hour weeks. And your wife's like, wow, what happened to the other 60 hours? Yeah. Right. Yeah, totally. Um, and even like some days, like I'll be watching a YouTube video or something, which is actually like 
just understanding what's going on around me in the world of YouTube or whatever. And she'll be like, why aren't you working? Whatever. Yeah, like I can't help it. <laughs> uh, but having a set structure is definitely a system that is like super helpful for me. Uh, and I'm lucky that like the market opens at eight 30. So I know I'm going to be on stream starting my little intro stuff at eight 20 every single morning. I know I'm going to go for two to two and a half hours every single day. If it goes long, it goes long, which is great. Um, but I'm guaranteed for two to two and a half hours. Uh, after that, I typically like take a moment of time to like decompress because I'm an introvert at heart. And so me like talking for two to two and a half hours, trying to be expressive and stuff is like pretty exhausting. Um, so I review my trades, recharge over lunch, uh, and then try and make a video or two uh, and then go from there. It's interesting when you say about being an introvert. Um, I find that a lot with creators, actually. A lot of creators and some of the biggest ones are actually introverts. They're not extroverts, which sounds okay. counterintuitive, but oh. um, a lot of them are just really good at what they do. It doesn't make them you know, necessarily want to be the most social. Yeah. Uh, when you're... Now your stream has grown to, to such a point, you said you've got about 500 concurrence. Is that right? Yeah, anywhere from like peaks are normally like 657. So on average, it's about 550 right now. Um, pretty consistent over the past two weeks, which I can only really look at my data like two weeks at a time right now um, because it's kind of uh, snowballing in a way. And so I'm, if I'm wanting to look at current data, it's about two weeks. So 550 is pretty average. If you would say from a revenue perspective, how much of is your revenue on the futures and how much of it has become content creation? Is content creation starting to take over now or? Yeah, so as I'm sure you're aware of, um, I mean, affiliate marketing is huge um, for content creators. Um, so for me, I get, I mean, YouTube, I'm making not very much money, just to be frank. I get like, I have like 80 members or something, basically pennies on the dollar. Merch is pennies on the dollar. Uh, both of those are probably like 100 to $300 a month. Uh, $300 for members, probably 100 bucks for merch, something like that. Um, and then ads are not very much. So basically just to be extremely transparent, YouTube is like a thousand dollars a month for me right now, maybe 1100 on a good month. Um, trading is significantly more than that. And then affiliate links are significantly more than that. So both of those are tied together, but affiliate links are a hundred percent generated through streams and YouTube videos. So in that, in that sense, I would say that YouTube pulls a lot of weight for me. Um, it's, it's, it's important that I create content from that revenue perspective. Yeah. That's really interesting because it, yeah, it's not directly on the stream, but it's, it's a funnel, right? Where people are funneling into those affiliate models. Yeah. yeah. And like, I have a partnership already. Um, I'm like literally signing the paperwork with right after the stream. Uh, so that's exciting. Um, and they're, I mean, it's like an exclusivity deal basically with them from like a proprietary firm, uh, basis. Um, and so that's what I'm showing on stream is what I'm trading. And then it basically just like straight up funnels into like, if you're wanting to do the same thing that I'm showing you on stream, you can use this company. And so that's kind of like the, the marketing method that I'm using right now for that. Um, I think an interesting evolution, um, to that is, so it sounds, I mean, I'm just ballparking, like say it's 50, yep. 50, right? If we include the affiliate revenue, say it's maybe 50, 50. As um, your business of being a creator grows over time, how do you, your content is really about futures and stocks. 
how do you stay sharp and good and at the forefront of the stock, you know, insights when you're spending so much time now on the content creation side? And I'm guessing that's going to become more and more of your time is going to have to go to that. Yeah, that's, it's a good question. Um, this is where I was kind of saying like, it literally like is my entire life. Uh, a lot of afternoons are spent with me like back testing new ideas, trying to stay sharp. Um, I have a discord chat that's like me and all of my buddies and whoever else wants to join, but it's really for me and my buddies to talk about stocks all day and different market techniques and things like that. And so we're always bouncing ideas off each other, which cuts down significantly on research time on my side, because we're all just kind of pinballing different things. We test it. If it works, it works. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. And then we move on, you know? Um, which I don't really know how I miss this, but like the stream was built originally for community for all of us to become better traders. So this idea of bouncing ideas back and forth, whether that be on stream, whether that be in the discord chat, that's why we create, that's why I created the stream originally was to point people towards the discord chat so that I could find that one person in every hundred who has really good ideas is really easy to talk to. And like, we're down to talk futures all day, every day, you know? I love really? how it's so aligned. It's yeah. you know, it's your skill that you're super passionate about, and you get just to bring all your buddies and friends and you know the community into making you smarter about your passion. Yeah, and you get to be your own boss now. Exactly. Yeah, and it's all of our passions, right? So it's like we're all super hardcore into it and wanting to learn about it every day, wanting to talk with each other about it every day, and so it just kind of all gets brought up together. It's kind of cool. <laughs> That is pretty cool. I'm thinking of some really cool content ideas. So my mind's like just getting super creative about things that that could happen. I think one one thing I'd love our listeners to to glean from is because it's so much has happened in the last few months. Uh, what's a piece of advice you would have given to yourself when you were you know three years ago when you were first starting out? Uh, what would you have said to yourself that you realized in the last few months? Go hard. Um, it's really easy to just like kind of half, half go. Uh, I want to use like a different term, but like, yeah, it's like, it's really easy to half-ass when you're trying to make YouTube videos and no one's watching them. Um, the thing is, is that everybody watches all your older videos as you get more popular. Uh, and as they're, they're coming to your channel, they're going through your list of videos, et cetera. I wish I would have had a bigger directory of videos to go once all of the traction actually started. Um, so like now that I have traction, people are asking me about all these videos that like I have asked way long ago. I don't want to show, I don't want to point them in that direction. Like that's like, it's crap content, you know? Um, so I wish that I would have really grinded hard, even though I like at the time I knew no one was watching it, but like the thing about YouTube is, every single thing on there has the potential to snowball because it's, it's just there. Right. So like I put it up and as long as I don't take it down, it has the potential to gain more views. It has the potential to get posted on articles, to get posted on Reddit, all this stuff. Right. And so I wish that I would have known that back, like back then, because it's a game changer, especially when you start streaming. Obviously I wish I would have learned about streaming sooner, but that's life. Um, so yeah, I just, I, I think, it's, I think that's the easiest way to put it is just like 
grind the content right now because it's going to be surfaced at some point, most likely. Right. And if it doesn't get surfaced, then so be it. But it at least helps you get used to making content. Um, because like even now, like I still have to get used to like sitting in front of a camera and talking or trying to teach something that like just feels weird. I mean, you're talking to a camera, right? So it's like it's a very strange thing for your brain to get used to. And so practice makes perfect. I wish I would have been practicing for a long time. Yeah, super insightful. And I also think when you said that that pressure that you created as well was really insightful when you you kind of you were doing it, but then you like told people you were doing it. Yeah. And that just kind of created that that good pressure um, yeah. that motivated you. Because I'm guessing you didn't want to let your wife down or your family yeah. down and things like and that. And it's like my wife, like I told her about my trading almost every day just as an accountability. But then like when my wife's parents knew and my parents and my sister, like, and all of a sudden they're checking up on the stream and they're texting me and stuff. And I'm like, holy cow, like this is real life. Like they're watching me. They're trying to learn like all of my buddies who have never cared about stocks or finance before, like trying to like learn what's going on. They're all watching the streams. Like I need to act like they're, they're right next to me because I care about them and I should be caring about everybody. That's, that's trying to learn and whatever, you know? Well, I think community together. So many people listening are going to like love your story. Um, I think it's, it's super cool that you found a niche where you were able to grow in. And I think your attitude towards it is incredible. And I love the support that you have from, from your wife. So shout out to her yes, if so she's lucky. listening to this. Um, he is very lucky uh, she to have you. stream every morning. It's awesome. <laughs> Where can people find you uh, once they listen to this podcast? Uh, Trades by Matt across the board. Um, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube at Trades by Matt. Cool. Well, thanks so much, Matt. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you.